Hi everyone, this is what the fuck are we doing? Um, um, I'm Corinne. I usually, I'm the co-host for Alicia, but she's priorly occupied today. So I guess I will be running this segment today. Uh, yeah, so it's a lovely day here by us. Well, to give you some background about what what the fuck are we doing is about, it's literally where we discuss everything and anything. Uh, we came up with the random idea sitting on the porch where we usually discuss anything and everything. So we decided to bring it to you as we thought we may sometimes talk some sense so straight from our house to your ears i guess uh today i just first want to discuss something with you guys because i don't know if i'm the only one that does this but if i am i highly doubt i am but do you ever drive your car and it's on it's so low on petrol <laughs> it says like you got this much case left to go and you're just like nah you know still make it home i'll fill it up tomorrow like in my defense i live like 500 meters away from the closest petrol station so i'm good i can fill it up tomorrow i made it home but still i need to stop doing that <laughs> it's apparently not good for your car so don't do that. I'm not um, not promoting people doing that. It's not good. Always make sure it's quarter and up. Yes, that's, that's a good way to go. Don't be an idiot like me. So today, um, we decided, well, I decided, because I'm the only one doing this today, to discuss narcissists with you. I know this is a subject or a mental dis personality disorder that has been discussed that's the dogs my bad people um this has been a yes it's been a disorder that has been discussed by so many people and the reason that i'm doing this is because i just recently got out of a relationship with a narcissist so it's something that i really feel deep about and i think people should know and realize this is something that we all live with we all know someone like this or we've been with someone like this some of us even have family members like this but today i'm basically gonna concentrate on the dating of a narcissist um the things that you can expect the signs that get thrown to your side so i got this nice little um nice little article about it I can't remember who wrote this. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, you guys are going to have a lot of this. So be patient. Love us. We're good people. We're funny people. Today's is just a bit hardcore, but um, tomorrow or yeah, tomorrow when Alicia's home will be, we'll do a lighter subject for you guys. But I just, this is something that I really wanted to um, discuss with people and yeah, wanted to do my part in getting it out there for everyone to realize this is really a, a sore subject. So I know I'm going to, some people are going to not like the fact that I'm going to discuss this, but, you know, needs to be done. So 
Um, in this, the article's name is 11 Signs You're Dating a Narcissist and How to Get Out of It. So, what they say is a narcissistic personality disorder isn't the same as self-confidence or being self-absorbed. When someone posts one too many selfies or flex pics on their dating profile or talks about themselves constantly during a first date, we might call them narciss narcissists. Well, I don't, I'm sorry, but I don't agree with them there. Like, I wouldn't call them a narcissist. I'll just, I just usually call them a douche or self-absorbed or a douchebag or an asshole. You know, there's a lot of other words. But, I mean, if people... Like, too many selfies. I mean, I'm sorry, but for me, like, I need to take, like, 30 selfies to get a good one. <laughs> that I keep one. So... I mean, you you can never take too many selfies. Like, if it's open in the public and you take selfies, then, okay, yeah, I agree. That's too much. But, I mean, even the comfort of your own home. Like, do what you want, man. But flex pics in a gym, I mean, oh, come on, people. Cheese them. Okay, you gym. We get it. We're proud of you. It makes you feel better about yourself. You're taking good care of your body. Good for you, man. We're so proud of you. We love you for who you are. But... Not everyone needs to know this on social media. I mean, come on. And I mean on a dating profile. <laughs> like, seriously, you think you're going to get more likes because you got a flex pic of your abs or your biceps. No, no, sweetie. No. If it was me, I'll just, I'll just swipe left. Like, no, no. Anyway, let's continue. So they say, yeah, but a true narcissist is someone with narcissistic personality disorder. It's a mental health condition categorized by the following points. An inflated sense of importance, a deep, a deep need for excessive attention and admiration, lack of empathy for others, often having trouble with relationships, uh, where what it boils down to, says licensed therapist Rebecca Wheeler, is selfishness at the expense of others, usually in extreme measures, plus the inability to consider others' feelings at all times, or even at all. Uh, narcissistic personality disorder, like most mental health or personality disorders, isn't black and white. Narcissism falls on a spectrum, explains Beverly Yield's family and relationship psychotherapist dr fran wolfish author of the self-aware parent well there we have it we've got it from the smart people <laughs> i don't know the people that we usually go to when we feel like our mental state is deteriorating okay so then i say the nine official criteria for Narcissistic personality disorder. Okay, from now on, I'm just going to say NBT, NB, NPD. My bad. Sorry, people. NBT. P. P. D. Okay. That is the abbreviation for narcissistic personality disorder. Like, people, you're going to yam out our bloopers because we feel we want to keep things real with you. Um, because this is, this is a platform where we're all human we all discuss the issues that's closest to us or what we feel needs to be discussed. But anyway, so the nine official criteria are the following. Grandiose sense of self-importance. Preoccupation with fan fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or the ideal love. 
The belief they're special and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other people or high status people or institutions. The need for excessive admiration. The sense of entitlement. The interpersonally exploitive behavior. The lack of empathy. <clears throat> the envy of others or belief that others are envious of them. The demonstration of arrogant and haughty behaviors or attitudes. Now, people, I mean, we all know some people that has some of these traits, but look, I'm a therapist or um, psychotherapist, but I feel personally, if you know, know someone that has like five or more of these traits, nah, not good news. I might be wrong, but I mean, that's for me. Like, if I ever meet someone that takes, like, four of these traits and it had, they have it in them, mm-mm, bye. You know, just get the fuck out. <laughs> it's like, oh, jeez, I'm, I'm swearing like this. Like, this is a podcast. My mother must not hear because she will throw me with the Holy Bible. That is honestly what she'll do. Okay, so now we're getting to the 11 signs that um, you might be dating one. So, bear with me, people. It's quite um quite some paragraphs here to be read, and I, I want to read it to you guys because I want you guys to get all the information that you can, and uh, yeah, then we'll discuss it. Like I will go through each point, and then I will discuss it, and maybe even give my feedback from my previous relationship because he was a narcissist to the T. So, um, then I can give you like real life scenarios, and then. Yeah, you can use it, throw it away, don't even listen further. You know, you, you, you choose. You choose what you want to do. Okay, number one. They are charming as fuck at first. It started as a fairy tale. Maybe they texted you constantly or told you they loved you within the first month. Something experts refer to as love bombing. Maybe they tell you how smart you are or empathize how compatible you are, even if you're just... You've just started seeing each other. Narcissists think that they deserve to be with other people who are special. And that special people are the only ones who can appreciate them fully. Says Nedra Clover Tavab, founder of Kaleidoscope Counseling in Charlotte, North Carolina. But as soon as you do something that disappoints them, they could turn on you. And usually that you'll have no idea of exactly what you did. How narcissists treat you or when they turn on you actually has nothing to do with you and everything to do with their own beliefs. Wheeler's advice. If someone came on too strong at the beginning, be wary. Sure, we all love to feel lusted for, but real love has to be nurtured and grown. If you think it's too early for them to really love you, it probably is. Or if you feel like they don't know enough about you to actually love you, they probably don't. Wheeler says, people with NPD will try to manufacture super superficial connections early on in a relationship. Now, I can 100% relate to this. Uh, when we, we met during lockdown, uh, okay, so we're in South Africa and... Our lockdown started end of March, I think the 26th of March. I am 
not 100% sure, so please don't quote me on it. Uh, so we, our lockdown started then, and I met him during lockdown. <clears throat> I invited him for coffee, so yeah, I broke the rules, people, I'm sorry. He came over for coffee, and he was this, I don't know, he was this nervous wreck on my porch, and he was babbling on about everything and everyone, and it was just the cutest thing ever for me, because I was just like, oh, you're cute, I see you, you know? And as time went on, because then we found out that Alicia, whom I'm the co-host to, is actually his long lost, not long lost, but you know, far related family. So she was, she is his cousin. And um, so her birthday came up and he came over and I don't know, it's just like he never left. So, well, I was just like, well, let's go with it. And we moved in together. And within the first three weeks of dating, he said that he loves me. And I was, I don't know, I looked at him as if I was looking at my ice cream cone that has just fallen on the floor. Because I was flabbergasted. I didn't know what to say. I just knew I'm not going to say it back because I don't feel the same. So he was a bit disappointed that I didn't say it back. You could see he was... Not all day for the rest of the evening, but he came around. And yeah, at the beginning of a relationship, he kept making these lovely promises of we're going to do this and I'm going to take you there and I'm going to help you to go and study what you want to study and, you know, all these things. And at the end of the day, it just never realized and I should have known this was all bullshit, but... I don't know. I didn't. My honest opinion for me was I didn't want to be alone. So I dealt with the shit. But knowing what I know now, because I've never dated a narcissist before him. Never. So knowing what I know now, <laughs> no, hell no. I would run for the hills, people. Okay, so the second point they hogged a conversation talking about how great they are. Narcissists, narcissists love to constantly talk about their own accomplishments and achievements with grandiose, says psychotherapist Jacqueline Kroll of Mind Rejuvenation Therapy. They do this because they feel better and smarter than everyone else, and also because it helps them create an appearance of being self-assured. Clinical psychologist Dr. Angela Grace, Grace sorry, PhD, MED, BFA, BED, that's a lot of, yeah, <laughs> shit, adds that narcissists will often exaggerate their accomplishments and embellish their talents in these stories in order to gain ad admiration from others. They're also too busy talking about themselves to listen to you. The warning is two-part here, says Grace. First, your partner won't stop talking about themselves. And second, your partner won't engage in conversation about you. Ask yourself, what happens when you do talk about yourself? Do they ask follow-up questions and express interests to learn more about you? Or do they make it about them? Now, Jesus, this one hit it on the nail, eh? Because he would have, he would stand and he would just talk about all of his accomplishments all of his degrees that he has his businesses everything 
But at the end of the day, um, there was never proof of it. Uh, I never saw proof. I don't know if anyone else did, but I didn't. So actually, at the end of the day, according to me, was just talking a lot of shit. Um, that's that's basically that's basically. And yeah, he would ask me something like, "How was your day?" And I would say, oh, "I was fine. You know, work was work." And then he would just ramble on about his day, like. Um, this happened to me and these people screwed up and you know and then he would get aggressive about it so I think he had it a bit worse than these people but you know it's not I don't know it's not it's not something that you realize whilst you're in the relationship with this person because you still feel like you're in love and this is gonna work out and you know I can see myself with this person for the rest of my days Grow old with each other on a porch somewhere. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. No. So the third point. They feed off your compliments. Narcissists may seem like they're super self-confident. But according to Tavap. Most people with NBD actually lack self-esteem. Wow. Wow. They need a lot of praise, and if you're not giving it to them, they'll fish it, fish for it, she says. That's why they're constantly looking at you to tell them how great they are. Narcissists use other people, people who are typically highly empathetic, empathetic, my bad people, to supply their sense of self-worth and make them feel powerful. But because of, low, of their low self-esteem, their egos can be slightly, very easily, can be slighted, sorry, slighted very easily, which increases their need for compliments. Add Sharon Paycott. I definitely said that wrong. Okay, people reading tip. Folks who are actually self-confident won't solidly rely on you or anyone else to feel good about themselves. Now see, this is true because... He was a, he's a, well, he is, he's not, he didn't pass away, people, sorry. He's a developer in IT and stuff. So every time that he did something, now, people, people, I do not love technology, okay? Like, if my phone can do phone calls and WhatsApps, that's good. That's all I need it for. But he was, like, next level. He was into robotics and all that shit, okay? So, every time you would make something or create something or code something, you would come and he's like, yeah, I did this, I did this, see what it can do. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's great, you know? And then he would get pissed off at me because I didn't say what he wanted to hear. I didn't go on and on and on about his accomplishment. But meantime, dude, I'm dealing with my own shit that I don't want to totally tell you about, so it's fine, but come on. You know I don't like technology, so I'm not going to make this big hype about it. I'm sorry, people, but I'm me. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to lie to your face and tell you, oh, I love it so much, when in reality, I hate it. I'm going to tell you, you know what? This is fucked up. This is stupid. So there you go. On your way. We all, you might be mad, but I'm happy. I'm pleased with myself. I'm content. So bye. Anyway, the more I'm talking, I feel like I've got a problem, but okay, uh, I will deal with that in my own time. So, uh, the fourth point, they lack empathy. 
lack of empathy or the ability to feel how any any other person is feeling is one of the hallmark characteristics of a narcissist, Wolfish says. Narcissists lack the skill to make you feel seen, validating, understood or accepted because they don't grasp the concept of feelings, she says. Translation, they don't do emotion that belongs to others. Does your partner care when you've had a bad day at work? Fight with you, fight with your best friend or scuffle with your parents? Or do they get bored when you express the things making you mad and sad? Wolfie says that this in, inability to empathize or even sympathize is often the reason why many, if not all, narcissists' relationships eventually collapse, whether they're romantic or not. Now, see, people, this should have been the red light that made me stop to go into this relationship because he actually admitted to a few of us that he has no empathy. He literally said to us, and I'm quoting him because none of you will know, okay, well, if you know me, you'll know who he is. But if you don't know me, you don't know who, I, who he is. Like people, we're not going to say names. So I'm just going to call him Carl. So Carl admitted to all of us that if his parents died today, he wouldn't feel anything. Like he would just go to the funeral and go on with his life. People, if my mom dies today, I will not be able to cope like a normal person for the next how many years of my life? I mean, that's my mother. She carried me for nine months. She raised me to be the person that I am today. Well, except for the swearing. So mom, if you're listening to this, I do apologize. I love you. I respect you. But, you know, I need to... <laughs> I need to emphasize my wording and how I feel about stuff. Okay, so number five. They don't have any or many long-term friends. Most narcissists won't have any long-term real friends. Dig deeper into their connections and you may notice that they only have casual acquaintances, buddies they trash talk and nemesis. As a result, they might lash out when you want to hang out with yours. They might claim that you don't spend enough time with them, make you feel guilty for spending time with your friends or berate you for the types of friends you have. Now, damn, I should have read this article the moment I agreed to go out with him because this is one of the things that we have thought about constantly. Because I've got a, I've got a few friends, and then I've got like three close best friends. Um, but what happened was every time I would go out for like a drink or two with my friends, he would simply say, you're ditching me. You don't want to spend time with me. I told you how I feel about this because my exes did this to me. And now you promised you're not the same, but you're the same. But it's fine. I'm used to being alone and depressed. That was his words to me in short. Like he would send me people. I'm not lying to you. God is my witness. I'm not lying to you. He would bombard me with messages on WhatsApp. From the moment I leave the house. And I would send him a live location. So he could know where I was. I mean, that's what you do. Well, that's what I do when I'm in a relationship. So he would bombard me with messages. And I'm talking about 
almost like five messages per minute. And it would just be like, doof, 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 you know? And at the end of the day, I wouldn't go in and read them because I'm busy talking with my friends and catching up on what's going on in their lives. And then when I eventually look at my phone, there's like 20 something messages waiting for me. And I'm just like, what the actual fuck? Like, honestly, oh, people, I do apologize for my doggo. She is still new in a new environment, but she protects the house for every leaf that blows. So <laughs> I do apologize. You will hear her in the background, but she's lovely. She's a lovely kiddo. Anyway, number six, they pick on you constantly. Maybe at first it felt like teasing, but then it got mean and became constant. Suddenly, everything you do from what you wear and eat to who you hang out with and what you watch on TV is a problem for them. They'll put you down, call you names, hit you with hurtful one-liners and make jokes that aren't quite funny, Paycar says. Their goal is to lower others' self-esteem so that they can increase their own because it makes them feel powerful. Doom, doom. What's more reacting to what they say only reinforces their behavior. A narcissist loves a re reaction, Baker says. That's because it shows them that they have the power to affect another's emotional state. Warning sign. If they knock you down with insults when you do something worth celebrating, get away. A narcissist might, might say you were able to do that because I didn't sleep well. Or some excuse to make it seem like you have an advantage that they didn't have. Pavop says. They want you to know that you're not better than them because to them nobody is. Now with this I can't, I, I can relate a little bit. Like I feel my ex was a sneaky narcissist. He would be a narcissist when it suited him. But there was times where he would like the TV shows I watch. Like I like to watch true crime documentaries. I love it. I love it because I like to see how people are idiots <laughs> because they do the most stupid and selfish things for them to get caught. But anyway, so he would usually say to me like, yeah, I don't like that. And like everything that I watched that I liked to watch, he wouldn't watch. He was just like, no, it's stupid. Like you lowering your IQ watching it. And this is coming from someone that watched animation, like um, Adult Swim. Yeah, he watched that constantly and anime. Like I'm nothing against people that watches anime, nothing against it. It's just like I'm watching something that can actually teach me something, like how to kill your dumb ass and get away with it. And you're watching anime, but mine's stupid. Okay, whatever. But yeah. And then, yeah, when... Something happens at work what, that I feel proud of, like doing a lot of invoices today or got a lot of things done. You would be like, yeah, but it's because you sleep. You know, that would be literally because, yeah, you had a good night's sleep. I didn't sleep. I worked right through the whole night. And yeah, you know, it's like he's all, he was always comparing everything with each other. <clears throat> okay, number seven. They gaslight you. Gaslighting is a form of manipulation and emotional abuse. And it's a hallmark of narcissism. Narcissists may spew blatant lies, falsely accuse others, spin the truth, and ultimately distort your reality. Signs of gaslighting include the following. You no longer feel like the person you used to be. You feel more anxious and less confident than you used to be. You often wonder if you're being too sensitive. 
You feel like everything you do is wrong. Wrong. You always think it's your fault when things go wrong. You're apologizing often. You have a sense that something's wrong, but aren't able to identify what it is. You often question whether your response to your partner is appropriate. You make excuses for your partner's behavior. They do this cause others to cause others to doubt themselves as a way to gain superior... <laughs> Man, to feel superior. There we go. Um, narcissists thrive off of being worshipped, so they use manipulation tactics to get you to do just that, Paycar says. Now, people, this is true. Like, each one of these steps is true, or examples. Sorry, I just took a sip of my cola there. Um, like, if I take myself, the person that I was four months ago, and the person I am now, oh well, as a person I was, and I mean, our relationship was short, people. It was four months. We were together for four months. We lived together for like three months and two weeks of it. <clears throat> so... Um, but in that short period of time, he changed me as a person completely. I didn't make the jokes I used to make. I didn't smile as often as I used to. I was depressed. He literally broke me down mentally to a point where I had to get help. And yeah, people won't always understand it. People, it is, it is dangerous to date a narcissist. It is dangerous, Okay. Listen to me. It is fucking dangerous. You're playing. It's like in my eyes, it's like playing with Satan himself. That's that's the closest description that I can think of because they do they do not care how they break you or how they make you feel. They do not care. Simple as that. They will go on with their day. They will say the nastiest things to you the morning. And they'll just go on with their day like nothing happened. And you, you're, sitting, you're sitting with the pieces. You're sitting there a wreck because you don't know what you did to deserve that. You honestly don't. But anyway, to continue. Number eight. They dance around defining the relationship. There are thousands of reasons someone might not want to label your relationship. Maybe they poly... poly, poly you know, the one where they, yeah, anyway, I'm just gonna, polyamorous, there we go, got it, you've both agreed to be friends with benefits situation, or you're simply keeping it casual, but if your partner is exhibiting some of the other symptoms on this list and won't commit, it's likely a red flag. Some narcissists will expect you to treat them like they're your partner, so they can reap the intimate emotional and sexual benefits while also keeping an eye out for prospects who they deem superior in fact you may notice that your partner flirts with or looks at others in front of you your family or your friends says therapist april kirkwood author of working my way back to me a frank memoir of self-discovery if you speak up and own your feelings about their disrespect they will blame you for causing a fuzz call you crazy and use it as few, further reason not to commit fully to you. If you don't say a word, 
that also gives a non-spoken message that you don't you don't deserve to be respected she says it is if it sounds like a lose-lose situation that's because it is but remember that you deserve someone who is com as committed to you as you are to them <clears throat> okay so i'm not big on social media um i don't really i don't prefer it but I like to let people know I'm in a relationship or I'm committed to someone. So when we started dating, I asked him, um, will you please put it on Facebook with me so we can both be off the market? People, oh, <laughs> to the day that we, got, we separated our ways, he did not even change his relationship status from single to in a relationship. Like, you don't have to say you're in a relationship with me. That's fine. I don't care. Just put it there. You're in a relationship. Because you've got chicks on your Facebook. I want them to know you're taken. You're off the market. And people, the day we broke up, like before we broke up, um, it was like a few hours before we decided, you know what, let's just call it quits. He sat on the porch. Now, he had a person he worked with, a lady, Let's call her Clara. And from the very beginning, I told him, I do not like this chick. Like, she's dodge. <laughs> okay. Um, I feel that she's on a way she wants you. In her own way. And he was like, no, man, don't be stupid. Don't be silly. And I was like, okay, you know what? Just Let's just leave it. So on the day that we, like hours before okay people he sits on the porch next to me on the phone with Clara and expresses his whole conversation to me that Clara arranged well not really arranged but arranged a fake party so she can get him alone what the fuck people and still I was the silly one hmm like shit Anyway, let's continue. So people, please, if a man or a woman or whomever you are dating doesn't want to make a big fuss that they're dating you, run. Run for the fucking hills, okay? Because if that person is not proud of elaborating to the whole entire world that you are theirs and they are yours, then fucking run. Then they don't deserve you. They don't deserve you as a person that's it they don't deserve the relationship they don't even fucking deserve your time man walk away okay number nine i am getting very much sidetracked <laughs> okay number nine um they think they're right about everything and they would never apologize so people <laughs> okay fighting with a narcissist feels impossible there's no debating or compromising with a narcissist because they are always right. They won't necessarily see a disagreement as a disagreement. They'll just see it as them teaching you some truth. According to Pekar, you may be dating a narcissist if you feel like your partner, if the following points, doesn't hear you, won't understand you, doesn't take responsibility for their part in the issue, doesn't ever try to compromise, while ending the relationship is the best game plan with a narcissist, Willa advises on avoiding negotiation and arguments. 
it'll make you feel crazy. The thing that drives a narcissist crazy is the lack of control and the lack of a fight. The less you fight back, the less power you, you can give them over you, the, the, the better, she says. And because they never think they're wrong, they never apologize about anything. This inability to apologize could reveal itself in situations where your partner is obviously at fault, like showing up for a dinner reservation late, not calling when they said they would, cancelling important plans last minute, like meeting your parents or friends. Good, good partners are able to recognize when they've done something wrong and apologize for it. I'm going to read that again. Good partners are able to recognize when they've done something wrong and apologize for it. Now, people, that is the truth. That is like to the T because, yeah, we've with my ex, we've had multiple fights about multiple things. And yes, I, I'm going to, I'm going to state it in the, I was in the wrong sometimes and I would apologize for it. But when he was in the wrong, he would always flip the argument or the fight that I would apologize for it, thinking that I was in the wrong. Like, do you even see the kind of mind fuck that there was? It's not, it's not right, people. It's not right. That's all I'm going to say about that. It's not fucking right. Run. Okay. Ten. They panic when you try to break up with them. As soon as you back away, a narcissist will try that much harder to keep you in their lives. At first, they may, may love bomb you. They'll say all the right things to make you think they have changed, Pekar says. But soon enough, they'll show you they never actually changed. And because of this, many narcissists find themselves in an on-again, off-again romantic relationship until they find someone else today. Now, people... This is a true story. I'm going to tell you this because I want you guys to open your eyes. <laughs> like, honestly, this is the reason for this. Okay. I want you to open your eyes, run for the fucking hills and be happy with someone that deserves you. Okay. So I think it was two weeks before we actually broke up. I wanted to break up with him. He left me, by the way, at the end. But... Uh, two weeks prior, I wanted to break up with him. So I told him, you know what? Pack your things. I want you to go. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I can't argue with you anymore. We don't love each other anymore. We are basically just fire and oil at this stage. Because at the end, I started to, you know, go back at him. Because I was just like, you know what? It can't always be my fault. There's, there's no way. Like, I know sometimes I can be a real shitty person. But I mean, come on. So what he did for me to stay was he threatened to go and kill himself. That's what he did. He took pills and he was like, I'm going to drink these pills because I can't live without you. I'm not going to live without you. And he literally threatened to kill himself to the point where I was emotionally shut down. I literally, I sat on the ground floor of my bedroom and I cried. That's all I could do. I couldn't speak. I couldn't move. I couldn't do shit. So, yeah, people, it's, it's real. The effect that people may have on you mentally, physically, it's, it's real. Don't, don't fuck with it. Like, the moment you realize someone's not good for you, please leave. If your friends say... Like, I know friends can be 
douches sometimes, but sometimes they're right. Like if a friend tells you, like, listen, dude, no, you need to reconsider this, then l listen to them. Open your eyes and look around. Smell the flowers, okay? So number 11, <clears throat> the last point, finally. And when you show them you're really done, they lash out. Exactly what I just said. If you insist that you're done with the relationship, they'll make it their goal to hurt you for abandoning them, Pekar says. Their ego is so severely bruised that it causes them to feel rage and hatred for anyone who wronged them. That's because everything is everyone else's fault, including the breakup, she says. The result, they might badmouth you to save face, or they might start immediately dating someone else to make you feel jealous, jealous and help heal their egg, ego, or they'll try to steal your friends. The reason, says Tabop, is because a good reputation means everything to them and they won't let anyone or anything interfere with it. Well, I'm not, I'm just not even going to comment on it because it's basically the same as point 10. So, okay. So the next header says, okay, so you're dating a narcissist. Now what? If you're in a relationship with someone with MPD, chances are you're already experienced quite a bit. Being in a relationship with someone who's always criticizing, belittling, gaslighting, and not committing to you is emotionally exhausting. That's why for your own sanity, experts recommend to get the fuck out. You see, even the experts say it. Damn. <laughs> like, people, I, I can't say any more on this. Like, this is, the experts tell you to fuck off. So why are you still there? Um... Yeah, they give you, like, how to prepare for a breakup with a narcissist. Um, I will post this on our Facebook page for you guys to go and read. Uh, it's quite, it's not a lot, but I'm not going to read this now because there's another article that I have uh, with 10, what is, uh, yeah, 10 things that you must sacrifice. I'm going to take a picture of that for you guys and go and post it on our Facebook page. Our Facebook page is exactly like our podcast what the fuck are we doing but it's what it's like it's split it's what the fck are we doing okay so go and look us up follow us you can even we've got a twitter account as well what the fuck are we doing um yeah go and follow us comment tell us what you guys want us to discuss next um tell us about your own experiences with narcissists we'll read them if you want to share it with the public We'll read them for you, Anya, discuss it, you know, whatever you want us to discuss next. Go and post it, make funnies, whatever you want to do with it, run for it. Um, so the 10 things that you must sacrifice to keep your narcissistic lover happy. This is what they say, yeah, so let's see. Uh, number one, make your daily mant mantra, it's all about him or her. Say you are so number two, say you are sorry even when you haven't done nothing wrong. She or he will appreciate your eagerness to make them happy. Number three, don't get sick or appear needy. Remember your mantra in sacrifice one. Number four, never, and I mean never, talk about the relationship. If you wish to have one with, her, with them, don't. Number five, don't be selfish. Downplay your looks, smarts, and appeal to make them feel more secure. Number six. No, that was number five. This is number six. Be charming at all times. Charm never harm should be your motto. Number seven. Never start a sentence with I need you to. Number eight. 
Know what they expect of you, then give it to them. Number nine, he or she believes in the give and take relationship principle. You give, they take. Number 10, above all, never age. They will grow to hate you for this. I mean, people. It's just, what the fuck? Yeah, so that's it. That's the pages and the info that I got on it. I don't know. People, it's just, it's a reality that we all need to get behind. And it's, it's basically, it's not a movement that I want to make. Because it is a mental illness or disorder, as they call it. So, but I mean, if you feel like, if you're listening to this and you feel like, damn, I'm doing this to my partner, please go and get help. Um, because we're all human. We all want to feel needed and loved and, you know, all the right feelings and emotions. But people, please. Take care of each other, love each other, and always treat people with kindness because we never know what that person's going through at that stage of their lives. So even just a smile. I'm not saying go out of your way, but even just smile at people. Okay, in South Africa, because we're in South Africa, like people will think we're weird, okay? Because if we go around smiling at people, they'll be like, what the hell do you want? They're thinking, oh, you're going to steal my car or my cell phone or something like that. I don't know. But people, yes. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you got something out of it. So, yes, be kind to each other, love each other and spread the news of our podcast and whatever you want to hear, please go and post it on our social media platforms. We've got our Twitter, we've got our Facebook page. Um, We're going to set up a website soon. And um, yeah, we'll share all the details with you on Facebook and or Twitter. Yeah, so peace out, people. Love you guys. Thanks for listening.